Welcome to Real Life Real Equity Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Hey, welcome to the show. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. Welcome to the show. All right, all right, here we go. We got a live podcast. Yes, here we are. It is New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. And Real Life Real Equity is live this week for our podcast. It's the first time we've gone live ever. And you are going to see all the behind the scene magic. So (laughs) stay tuned. We have a uh, super exciting episode for you today so let's jump right in right i mean yes we uh we've had a very interesting decade we did we did have a really year. good decade really good interesting year yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of things that has been coming up uh with us is how we view ourselves mm-hmm. and how others view us yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so one of the things that really stands out. How do we view ourselves? So, you know, one of the reasons we started Real Life Real Equity podcast all these uh, months ago, now, what, a year and a half in? Yes. Um, wow, it's been a year and a half. <laughs> wow. Um, I was we, pregnant when we started. <laughs> well, <anymore. laughs> uh, well, we started because we were tired of seeing, like, all the... Uh, Happy New Year, Chris. Hey, Happy Chris. New Happy New Year. Uh you're going to be on our podcast next week. Or no, wait a minute. This week. It's this week. Is it this week? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be on the podcast. But we started the podcast with the idea to show the realities behind entrepreneurship. We were tired of seeing all the the posturing, all the positioning. Everybody has uh, a way of making themselves look great on social media. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I, I posted some reality about my life. You know, I quit my job um, in July of this year. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um, only second to the military. And I think this was even harder because the military, you end your contract. So you're kind of like, you're out there. This, I had to voluntarily quit. So it was it was really, really difficult. It was a really difficult decision to make. Um, and... Uh, you know, we do all this posturing on social media. We do all this posturing in real life. And the reality is you never really get to live your life if you're always concerned about how others see you, what others' opinions are, you know. Um, and then you got to be honest with how you see yourself. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes us makes me think about we recently talked on a podcast about the comfort zone. Yeah. And there's this one area that is the fear zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that fear zone, often there you're thinking about other people's opinions, you're hesitant to even, you know, start something new. You're wondering, okay, what is this person gonna think if I do this? You know, whatever that may be, and not realizing that just yes. making sure, are we going out? We should be. Can I didn't even check that. Let's see. Because <laughs> we, we just, we're going. We're going. And uh, I see Gerilyn has joined. Chris okay. says we're on target. All right. All right, sweet. good. <laughs> we got confirmation again. This is a real 
Life Real Equity live podcast. We can't so edit that. You can't edit this. <laughs> we wanted to make sure we're going out live. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're listening to it on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, anything like that. You are listening to a live podcast. New Year's Eve is 2105, 905 for you all that live in the United States. We are talking real life, real equity. Go ahead, Keisha. I'm yes. sorry. No, you're good. So we are talking about, for those who just join us, we're talking about how do you see yourself and how do others see you? Right. And this is something that oftentimes when people are looking at the Brooks, they have a certain perspective of us. And on the other side, we have the perspective that we know, yeah. the real of yeah. what's happening yeah. behind the scenes. And yeah. And the reality is they don't always match. You know, yeah. I quit my job. I didn't say anything. You yeah. know, people don't even know. I worked full time for the railroad of all places for seven <laughs> years. A lot of people didn't even realize, oh, you work for people yeah. didn't even know I live in the young <laughs> or in the in Kansas City. They thought I lived out yeah. of town still. It's it's people really still interesting. Live out of town. Yeah. It's really interesting <laughs> the idea of how we see ourselves versus how others see us. And um, one of the goals for my 2020 was to get out of my comfort zone. I am a very private person. Um, I consider myself slightly introverted. Um, you know, I, I listen to uh, a lot of what Robert Helms and Russell Grace say. They, they say it doesn't serve them well. So I get out of my comfort zone a lot when it comes to speaking, when it comes to networking, when it comes to shaking people's hand and, and learning more about new people and meeting people. But the reality is I would much rather sit at home, read a book and, you know, not be involved with any interaction with humans. I'm just saying. And I'm the complete opposite. I want to get out there. I want to mingle. Yeah. That's what makes us great as a couple. Right. That's what makes us great as business partners. You want to get with someone who is the opposite of you, but who also shares your same core values. But don't get me wrong. I can close a sale. I'm good at sales, very good at sales. I just, I'm not as great at business development. I'm not as great at going out and finding new leads, new clients. Um, but I have a propensity whenever I do meet somebody to build a relationship, build rapport really quickly because I am pretty much who you see. I'm straightforward, really genuine kind of person. Um, yeah, so let's say hello to a few people that's joining us. Hello, Chris. Hey, EJ. Happy New Year to you guys. So as we move forward, let's talk about what made you even get out of your fear zone, really, to even share and be vulnerable. Um, Really, he put it on Facebook. I I think I saw it on LinkedIn. Yeah, Um, And we have a big audience. Yeah. Um, With the world, really. (laughs) It's uh, not caring. I mean, it really was, it, it took a whole lot of not caring anymore um, about what I was trying to portray, you know, and it, the reality is it doesn't matter. Um, God, I've been watching a lot of Patrick McDavid. Valuetainment has been like a lifeline for me. Um, and I, I want to go into a story um, of the Investor Summit to see because it started, this whole journey started Back when you called me out in 2012 and said, I'd only work for the railroad for five years. Mm. And um, <laughs> if if nobody and I haven't really fully conveyed my story on why I joined the railroad, but we'll talk about that here shortly. But the reality was I joined the railroad so we can make money. Yeah. And yeah. you called me out. One guy said, how long do you think Justin's going to work for the railroad? You said five years. I managed to make it to year seven. 
I was very happy. I think um, that was intentional. <laughs> He was trying to like, yeah. I can out what yeah. she said. Happy New Year, Chris. Happy, happy New Year. Um, I just, uh, I made the decision to, uh, and I lost my train of thought. Where was it going? Well, um, we were going to go back to how you even got into the railroad. Yeah, no, but I, I posted because I didn't care anymore. Yes. And I put myself in a position where I'm one of those people, I get comfortable. I have to push myself to really get uncomfortable. Um, so I started an assisted living project and I ended up having to quit one railroad, go to another so that I could maintain my income so that I could close on a loan. I closed on the loan. Uh, after I got done closing on the loan, uh, it probably took, and I just heard a kid. So, <laughs> this happens. <laughs> this, this is why we don't go live because we have a 10, a 6, a 4, 10, 6, 4, and 1-year-old. Yes, so, yes. Um, they're upstairs playing together. And, and we're in the studio. And we're in the studio, and they're screaming at us through the through the Dude. walls. So, <laughs> but, but, okay, so, but the reality was I had to close on this loan, and I knew that when I quit one railroad to go to the next, I would be in a totally different position. Anybody who knows anything about seniority knows that after six or seven years, you have quite a bit of seniority. Yeah. I had pick the litter if I had of stay with that railroad I could have you know lived the dream job and had the dream lifestyle um but I wanted something more and so I quit I went to this next railroad and I went back to working rotating shifts I'm talking weekends nights holidays thirds shifts first shifts second shifts rotating shifts I'd get off a third go to a first I wouldn't know my schedule, but a week mm. in advance. It was a terrible, terrible lifestyle. And the, you know what though, it really makes me think about entrepreneurship. Mm. You start something, you're going at it for, you know, a year or two or a month or two. It's yeah. going great. It's moving. You're on schedule. You're on point. You're hitting your numbers. You're hitting those goals. You're making the sales, and all of a sudden something changes. Mm -hmm. Maybe you gotta. Maybe the operator quits. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> or maybe really, you really know you there? figure out. I'm just saying. Or maybe you figure out. Okay, this person's not part of my team. They they just we're not on the same page here. This is not. You're lucky. I'm we're not going taking live. this in. Like holy to 2020. Crap. Yeah. But, we being real. I'm being very transparent. <laughs> I'm not taking this into 2020. Yeah, I've already yeah. told my team, we're not doing it this way. So yeah. you got to start over just yeah. like an entrepreneur. And here you are zigzagging all over the place again. You stole my line. <laughs> stole my line. Anyway, go ahead. No, you're right, though. Yeah. That's reality. And that's the thing. We, I quit my job thinking one thing was going to happen and another thing happened. I went on this investor summit to see and... It gives me chills to think about this story. Um, it was two stories. I talked about one of the stories in one of the previous podcasts, the Be Do Have, or um, no, it's not, the Be Do Have, yeah, mm -hmm. where Robert Kiyosaki talks about, um, he talked about how he he was, like, I am. He said, I am in a way that, and that's not the point of the story, but we also watched uh, The Matrix. Yeah. It's funny. When they watched it, I was watching it here. It was I didn't even know there was, it was creepy. <clears throat> um, when I found out. <laughs> but the reality was we watched The Matrix. And there is, if you've ever, if you, haven't watched, well, if you haven't watched The Matrix in a while, go back, check out The Matrix now. Especially if you're an entrepreneur. So thank you for the thumbs up. If you're watching, thumbs up, thumbs up, heart, heart, heart. Yeah. Share if you like. Um, 
We want this message to get out to yeah, everybody. Make it a watch party. Yeah, make it a watch party. That's right. But so we talked about, um, we were watching The Matrix, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget the scene as long as I live. Every time I go through something hard, I just realize that I'm flexing my entrepreneurial muscles. Uh, the scene where Neo wakes up out of the Matrix and he looks over and out of his pod that has been feeding him for the last however long. And he looks at all, all the millions of people that are in the Matrix plugged in being fed. Mm. And then it goes into the scene where it flushes him down the tube and then he goes into uh, whatever the ship is. And, and they like are doing acupuncture and they're like feeding him real food for the first time. And he mm-hmm. says it tastes terrible and all that stuff. And... He sits there and he's getting acupuncture and he's strengthening his muscles and they're doing all these things. And the parallel is he didn't have any strength in the real world because he was living in the matrix where Mm. everything was given to him. Mm. And when we were on the Investor Summit, we correlated that to entrepreneurship and business. We live in a corporate world where we're plugged into these corporate environments and we're getting fed all of this stuff. And the second you unplug from the matrix, you have a responsibility to strengthen your entrepreneurial muscles. And it's hard. Anybody who's ever went to the gym, lifted weights. I used to be a really, really massively strong dude. I've been 375 when I was like 22. I'll never forget the day I put it up like seven times. I was a big Dude, yes, and I was really strong. If you've ever put that amount of weight up, it hurts. Even if you're strong, it hurts to your bones. Yeah, and if you're living the entrepreneurial dream, it takes time to build up. If you're in the real gym, if you're in the entrepreneurial gym, it takes time to build up to a big bench. Yeah, it does. It does. And so, a lot of what he said, you know. Unplugging, it just made me think about how a lot of people who are still, because you know, you got to experience being a W 2 employee. Yeah. I got to experience doing that. Yeah. Fulfilling someone else's vision mm-hmm. is what I instantly think about with the Matrix. You are fulfilling someone else's vision, and then you have to unplug and say, okay, wait, I, I'm going to learn this for myself. Yeah. So that leads us into. Our word for 2020. Someone asked Justin this earlier. What was our word going to be for 2020? Mahayalani. What's up? What's up? (laughs) You asked me the word. I said, tune in tonight. I'm sure you're going to see this. So the word for the year 2020 is growth. Yes. It's growth. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a lot of growing that has to take place in order for you to achieve what you want to achieve. We talked a couple of weeks ago about getting out of your comfort zone this year. And I posted on my social media yesterday. Like if you don't, I don't think that you could properly understand. Cause right now, like I said, I, I actually went through an event and I'm not going to share it right now. I'll share it <laughs> another time, but I'm not going to share it right now. Kyle Wilson talked about, being able to um, know when to share certain things, you know, talking out of a, a wound versus talking out of a scar. Yeah. And right now, I don't think that I am healed enough to be able to talk effectively to educate you on the lesson. So I'm not. But I went through an event the other day and um, I woke I, I woke up the next day and I said, you know what? Never again. Mm-hmm. Never again. I was in so much pain from trying to exercise my entrepreneurial muscles. And it's, it's really interesting. It's not like the pain of going out there and um, 
fear pain, you know, like the gut curling, you know, like fear, anxious, knee knocking, like Warren Buffett talks about when he Mm -hmm. first got up and started speaking, knee knocking. It wasn't that kind of pain. It was the kind of pain of shame, the kind of pain of embarrassment, the kind of pain of, you know, not being enough, not being good enough. And I said to myself, I will never wake up feeling that way ever again. And something clicked. And I've had this happen before. It happened to me another time when I was in the military. Uh, One of the (laughs) one of the uh, I'll never forget her name. Gunny Sergeant Seals. Mike, if you Mike, big Mike, big Mike, why? Big Mike, big Mike, Mike Watkins, if you ever see this, bruh, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Gunny Sergeant Seals. He used to be a serve with her. So uh, and she was mean, man. She was mean. And I was the E3 in. in school, and she said, I'm a, I was air traffic control in the Navy. And uh, she said, she just went and came into our class randomly. We were about to start. And she just walked in. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. And I was <laughs> one of the people she pointed to. And I'm just like, you know, I grew up in a household. My mom said I can do anything I want to do. And I get into the military, and I'm getting called two things to Sunday. I mean, like, I don't cuss anymore, but, like, they were, like, saying some stuff. <laughs> and she's a Marine, and she's a woman Marine, and women Marine are cold pieces. They are mean. They are cold <laughs> pe- Like, there's some dude Marines that are mean. It's like women take it to another level in the Marines because they got to prove amongst a whole bunch yeah. of alpha males, like, they dominate. So, anyway, this lady mm. told me I was going to fail. <laughs> And I went back to my barracks room, and I cried. I played. Uh, I played a song. I'm. I'm. You know. I grew up in the hood, so I play. I, I'm a hip hop head still. Um, I'm a very. I'm an autodidact. I read a whole lot. Whole lot. I've read a lot of books, but I still love hip hop and I still love music. Um, it's in my genes. It's in my blood. Um, and I went home into my barracks and I listened to a, "The Sky's the Limit" by uh, Notorious B.I.G. Mm. And I cried. Because in that song, his mom was talking to him about he could be anything you wanted to be. And that's all I knew. I, like I said, I'm, I'm real transparent about where I come from. I came from. All I knew was drown out the emotions or express your emotions through music. And I yeah. sat there and I cried through what would ultimately be me passing air traffic control school. That was deter- determinant because if I failed... I would went undesignated and my plan at 18 years old to make a hundred thousand dollars when I got out the military would have went right down the drain because yeah. everything you have lined up goes away if you don't pass your, your initial school. So anyway, I had that moment the other day and I woke up the next day before my alarm clock went off. I woke up the day after that before my alarm clock went off and I've gotten less sleep. I've been more motivated than I've ever been in my life because I changed. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I changed. It's a different feeling. Like, I don't do things to drown pain out. Anyway, we're going to move on. But (laughs) I wanted to make sure I said it because somebody's listening to this and it matters. I posted that post yesterday and everybody was like, you're being vulnerable and I... I appreciate the sentiment. There's someone else did, who wants to do that. I did not post yeah. for other people. I didn't post because I wanted people to reply. I actually hate posting on Facebook. Yeah. I joined. So to he put this in perspective, I don't post a lot on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but to put this in perspective, I joined Facebook when I was in Japan. And we didn't have a lot of internet access. And I was always out to sea. So I missed Twitter. 
I, mean, I don't know when Instagram came out, but I only had Facebook and MySpace. Mm. And I went out to <laughs> I went out to see so much that I very I had very limited interaction on Facebook. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is I don't like just posting stuff just to be posting it. And I don't post for other people because yeah. I hate following up on the comments. Like mm. to me, it's a chore. Like I, I do so much during the day. I will go six, seven, eight hours without looking at my Facebook. I don't have the notification on my phone for a reason because I always get notifications. And so I turned off the notifications. And so I go hours without checking Facebook. So if you ever see that I don't comment on something, it's not because I don't care. It's because I post or I, I may schedule a post or I may, you know. <laughs> Do something, but the point is, I don't actually get the opportunity to reply like I want, and I care. So if somebody says something to me, I actually want to reply. Yeah. So I didn't post that for anybody else. I posted it, and (laughs) I posted it, and then I turned off my phone. I not turned off my phone. I turned um, off Facebook, and I walked away, and I started doing other stuff just so I wouldn't have to read. If somebody told me I was stupid or crazy Mm, or uh, you know ridiculous in my thought or you know overly ambitious or uh you know crazy all the things that you know uh whatchamacallit calls it drunk monkeys mm. i'm sorry i'm no. just rambling again well again just going back to what we're talking about today looking at how you view yourself yeah. versus how other people view you yeah. and so with that by the way if you are not subscribed to our podcast, to the newsletter, yeah. go to realliferalequity.com. We pinned it in the comments. You can not only get the information that we're putting out today, we had amazing guests. We talked about that on one of our last podcasts. We had some pretty amazing guests this year here, 2019. We have some amazing guests coming up for 2020. They always, always, always give out free information. Now, free is not what you may think it is. This is stuff that they've invested mm-hmm. themselves yeah. in. They've spent thousands of dollars researching, getting material together to give out to our audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, realliferequity.com. Uh, if you want to check out the newsletter, realliferequity.com forward slash newsletter. It's in the comments as well. Yes. Um Let's talk about real quick what happened to us in the last decade. Yes, last decade from 2010 to It's been now. a crazy decade. <laughs> I mean, so you know, I and I mean, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I, you know, I got my phone. I'm making sure I keep track of where I'm at. <laughs> I can talk about this right off the cuff because yeah. the reality is 2010 was the year I got out the military, December yes. 5th, a day that will live in infamy. The day I got out the military. I joined December 6th. I got out December 5th. Everybody who knows you owe the military one day in perpetuity. So if they ever go to like World War Three, I technically could be called back up. The likelihood is very slim. But everybody owes like one day. Uh, December 5th, I got out. We had one kid. Yes, one child at the time, Olivia. Yeah, Olivia, who's now <laughs> 10 years old. Yes. <laughs> and um, we have now four kids, like I yeah. said earlier. 10, 6, 4, and 1. Yes. So. We have had a really interesting year. It also, 2011, I got out December 2011, I went to school. Uh, July 2011, I quit school. I had a 4.0 GPO at Embry-Riddle. I, I dropped out of um, what is the number one aeronautical university in the nation. He didn't, I mean, he just said it. He didn't quit because 
It was hard. No, it was, it, was, it was easy. And I'm not even going to lie. Like, I tried to actually go back to school this last uh, semester. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and finish my degree. I got bored. I mean, I really did. It wasn't hard. I mean, I just, I got bored. And I'm not trying to be arrogant, but school ain't what it used to be, especially when you read so much. Like, I read a lot yeah. of freaking books, man. And um, the only way you're going to stump me is if you are way smarter than me. And I just can't understand you because you're like rocket scientist smart. And I don't claim to be like the smartest dude in the world, but like college is a joke. All you have to do is listen to these. Ca- anyway, I'm not going to go down that, that little rabbit hole. But So 2011, I also graduated. I actually graduated from college yeah. um, and I went on ahead and I was going to be in law enforcement. I was going to be a crime scene investigator and so I got accepted and I passed that test with flying colors with Daytona Beach and then when Justin started doing real estate Mm -hmm. (laughs) it kind of changed the dynamics of our house but I still had this path of I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go be a lawyer I'm gonna you know continue on my education while he was being the entrepreneur yeah so we were kind of doing like this yeah. Slowly. <laughs> yeah. And it came to a head in like 2017. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we've done, you know, to be entrepreneurs. I've tried. And, and I say we, it was mostly me because I'm like, you know, shiny penny syndrome on steroids. I tried every freaking business I could think of. I network marketing. I tried mm-hmm. businesses online. I've tried businesses in a box. And what ultimately always came back to my heart was real estate. Yeah. It always came back to that. But the point I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. We had a knockdown, drag out argument. And I don't remember the exact year. It was 2017 or something like that. Um, and uh, that was the day. Actually, I think I talked to Tillman uh, about it. And uh, he told me a couple of books to read. And that's when I found the Five Love Languages book. And I told you about it. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's a book I tried to get you to read 10 years ago. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, that's my idea now. But, uh, but, the, but the reality is I read that book. It changed the way I look at not only marriage. It changed the way I look at life. I, it changed the way I look at how to communicate relationships, people. And, you know, we went to then... Right after we read that book, we went to the Goals Retreat. So it's 2015 into 2016. Then. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. 2015 mm-hmm. and 16, we went to the Goals Retreat. We got on the same page in our goals. We still weren't like 100%. Um, that was the year that I went to uh, a a conference on our anniversary. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did that. Um, yeah, I did that. Um, I went to a conference on our anniversary out. and I got called out. I did. <laughs> I, we flew in. I fl- and I was, I was nice enough to take her with me, but I went to a conference all <laughs> day and she like, went okay, shopping well, and went to shopping. the, to the spa, whatever. <laughs> and, um, I went into the conference. Mm-hmm. I stayed in there till about five and, you know, it's, it's something about like the older guys that are have been where you've been, like the sage wisdom. One of the guys, he said, get out of here and go spend time with your bride. And I'm young. I'm still young. You know, it was 2015. So what, four years ago, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I say I was in my 20s. So I was still very uh, wet behind the ears. I still I guess I'm still pretty young. But um, 
I, he told me to go be with my, my wife and I did. And, um, you know, I learned a lot in those years and now up through 2019 when, you know, now I'm no longer working for a big corporation. I'm creating eating what I kill. I put out these, uh, massively audacious goals that I really believe I can hit. Um, I've spent <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a kid. Uh, I spent the last five years of uh, of our life just building relationships with yeah. nothing to ask. I didn't ask anything. I still don't ask very much. Um, but we have a goal. We have a vision and we have the heart to actually execute on it. And that's important. Yeah, very important. Um, it took me time just to get in alignment, but around that time was the time when things started to transition for us. And, um, you know, cause that I, for me, I had also lost my dad and I mm-hmm. kind of was like, I'm not doing anything. I don't feel like it. <laughs> let me be, let me be in my dark circle, whatever. But, um, you know, you learn, I think you learn first here with relationship. Yeah. Um, so whatever that is for you, it could be with a parent, it could be with a business partner, whatever that is, you learn that relationship first so that you can grow with other relationships yeah. as you grow as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. I had an epiphany. Someone actually told <laughs> me yesterday um, that we're just business owners. We, we just have a big business. We're, we're business owners. And that hit me because, again... How I see myself versus how other people see me, us having a, a big business and yeah, it's well, happening. <laughs> I, I agree, but I'm I'm one of those people. I don't really, uh, I won't say care what uh, people say, but I mean, like, I my social media persona, my uh, radio persona, my podcast persona is a lot nicer than who I really am. Um, I mean, it's a lot more doled down. I used to be a pistol in the military, and and we usually only go 30 minutes, so I'm going to cut this short. I used to be Mm -hmm. a pistol in the military. I was hardcore. I could build a sailor up. I could tear a sailor down. I could do both. I was good, very good. I'd come home. Keisha didn't have my socks folded right. I would tell her about it. And, Mm. like, I'm not talking about, like, cuss her out or nothing. No. I mean, I used to cuss like when I was in the military, like I bad, bad. <laughs> um, and I just I've reduced a lot of that stuff because I think there's other ways to communicate. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect. But anyway, the point is, um, I was really, really, really um, hardcore in the yeah. military. And um, I've toned that back a lot. So when you see me. No, I have toned it back. Now that phase, I have toned it back. <laughs> I have. He's toned it back, but I think now because of the direction he's going, he he kind of needs to tone it. Up. Uh, I am toning the, some things just back. Just a up. little. Uh, just, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not rude. I'm not. <laughs> no, he's not rude. But no. the the reality <laughs> is the point I'm trying to make. There is a level that we're trying to go to, and now that we have this goal and these visions, my level of uh, concern for what other people think of me has dwindled to almost nothing. Mm. Um, I'm not saying I completely am going to just, you know, wreck everything that I've built up because I've, 
I believe that I've built a pretty good platform and I'm going live and I'm saying this live. The reality is I'm not going to sit here and act disingenuous. Like I am still a very genuine person. I'm still a very transparent person, honest person. I care about people. But uh, one of my friends told me to stop apologizing, stop saying, hey, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean because when Mm, I was in the military, I got out and I would hurt people's feelings because I was so direct. And um, because I knew like I'm like I knew how to cut through the BS and really get to the thing. And I am that way. And there's very few people that know me in that light. So I'm saying all that to say this next coming decade, these next few years, um, my persona will be the same. I'll be nice. I'm nice. But I am extremely direct. I'm extremely cut and dried. Um, I think I'm funny. Uh, sometimes I think I'm humorous, but you know, I'm humorous, but I also take care of business. So with that being said, yeah, if you learn anything, please comment below, comment below, you know, we'll we'll take the time to answer questions. Um, we know that everybody's getting ready to celebrate their new year. If you're watching this afterwards, do hashtag replay so that we know that you watch. But if you take anything from this, just be yourself yeah 100% yourself I appreciate you EJ I appreciate appreciate you Chris Kerwin Gerilyn Adams uh you know Chris Ward yes all the people that I didn't see coming all the people Carla Lee all the thumbs up all the hearts we appreciate you so much all the support you've Mm -hmm. given us over the last now year and a half with the real life for everybody podcast um all the support you've given us in our personal lives I had a lot of friends reach out to me um, just after my Facebook post saying, you know, they support me. I appreciate you. Um, if I don't call your name, it's not because I don't care. It's just a lack of memory. I've been up since 430 this morning. I tried to take like a 30 minute nap. I seen a Facebook meme that said if uh, you're over 30, you need to take a nap. If you plan on staying up over over midnight, I'm just saying I'll stay up till about midnight Ooh, or 11. But, <laughs> but, but the point is, I appreciate everybody who tuned who tuned in. Um you know, and all the people that supported us, Mike, yeah. Jana, uh, Mike Watkins, Tillman, yeah. you know, all of my friends, my brothers, my mom, your my mom, mom. Yeah. Um, all the people that supported us. So, you know, we appreciate it. We're extremely grateful, extremely, yeah. extremely grateful. And with that being said, we're all. Yes. Till next time. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.